Alright, hello everyone, welcome to the Turnip Talk Show, and today we're going to be discussing the difference between the Boeing F-15E Strike Eagle and the F-18EF Super Hornet. So, the F-15E is the air-to-ground variant, strike aircraft variant of the F-15 Eagle, the air superiority fighter. While the F-18EF is a carrier-based strike fighter, um, it's the bigger version of the F-18C and D Hornet. So the basic stuff is um, both were made in the United States of America. The F-18 is actually 11 years newer versus the F-15, which was 1988. The Super Hornet Hornet was in 1999 one or two crew on the super hornet if you were in the the e hornet you would have one if you were in the f hornet you would have two versus the strike eagle where you have to have two so production is about 615 units versus the 420 units at least from this article and they have a graph to display that that I uh, cannot show for uh, podcast reasons. So let's talk dimensions. So the F-15 is just massive. <laughs> um, there's really no better way to say it. So the length of the F-18 is 60, 60.1 feet or 18.3 meters while the uh, F-15 is 63.6 feet, 19.4 meters, which is a difference of about 3 feet, or about a meter. The wingspan uh, is where you get some of that uh, lift from, uh, makes it slightly more maneuverable. 44.7 feet on the F-18, or 13.6 meters, and it's up by about a third of a meter or 1.9 feet compared to the F-15 with 42.8 foot wingspan 13.1 meters the height is a smooth even 16 feet on the Super Hornet 4.9 meters it's about the Eagle the Strike Eagle is a little bit bigger with a 2.5 feet and a height with 18.5 feet, 5.6 meters. Um, they're really close. Like, if it was a Charlie Hornet, it'd be a lot bigger difference. So, weights. Let's talk about this. The empty weight of an F-18 is a 30,565 pounds. Or 13,864 kilograms. The F 15 Strike Eagle is 31,526 pounds, 14,300 kilograms on the dot. So it's about 950 pounds heavier, which is, um, to say the least, that's a, that's, that's pretty significant. And, uh, max takeoff weight so because the f-18 is a carrier-based aircraft its maximum takeoff weight is going to be limited to what it can get off 
within 150 feet and a catapult. So this is kind of significant. Max takeoff weight 47,003 pounds or 21,320 kilograms compared to the F-15 Strike Eagle with the monstrous 80,910 pounds 36,700 kilograms. That's a difference about 33,000 pounds. Nearly 34,000. So its power though is um, two General Electric F414GE 400 turbofan engines give the F18 22,000 pounds of thrust with its afterburner engaged. The two Pratt & Whitney F100 PW229 afterburning turbofan engines on the F15 each develop about 14,600 pounds of thrust dry, which is mill power and 23,770 with the afterburner. So the speed is um that 15 wins here. It's shockers. The Mach 2.25 or Mach 2.5 airplane beats the Mach 2 airplane. So the uh, F-18's max speed is 1,187 miles per hour. I don't know if that's the speeds you're told to not go past or the speeds before your wings tear off. But basically that's 1,911 kilometers per hour. Which, the F-15, which is about 475 miles per hour faster, 465 for all the people actually doing the math is 1,653 miles per hour, 2,660 kilometers per hour. Range here is um, going to be something. 680 miles is the range of the Hornet, 1,000, a little over 1,000 kilometers, which I don't know if this is without fuel tanks, because if it had fuel tanks, that, that seems like it's very small. Versus the F-15 with 2,423 miles. Okay, th these numbers aren't too accurate. Because that F-15 range is uh, with double bubble. Versus that's the range of a Hornet cruising with uh, no fuel tanks. So the service ceiling of the Super Hornet is 49,000 feet. 15,000 meters exactly. Which is, it's about 10,000 less than the F-15 with 60,000 feet, 18,200 meters. I mean, it's close. The rate of climb of the uh, Boeing F-18 EF Super Hornet is about 44,000 feet per minute. While the rate of climb of the F-15 is a little bit over 50,000 feet per minute. Negligible difference. So basically, both of them get a Vulcan gun which we all know what a Vulcan sounds like except if you've watched movies here's where armament may um uh, may uh be a uh, yeah here's where armament's going to be a thing two aim nine sidewinders that's not accurate for the f-18 f-18 can carry six and still have room for sparrows Oh, wait, no, that's just the wing pylons. I'm dumb. No, it explains here. More AIM-9 Sidewinders can take up to 70,000 pounds of ordnance. So, AIM-9 Mikes, AIM-9 Xs, 
AIM-120 AMRAMs, which are active homing, AGM-84 Harpoon anti-ship missiles, AGM-84E slams, AGM-88 harm anti-radiation missile. Why? That's what harm stands for, high-speed anti-radiation missiles. You don't have to say that. Slammer missiles, AGM-65 Maverick air-to-surface missiles, air-to-ground LAU multiple rocket pods, AGM-154JSW joint standoff weapons for that acronym BOMBS, which are not joint standoff weapons, Joint Direct Attack Munition, JDAMs, which are GPS-guided, I believe. B-61 Nuclear Dumb Bomb can carry a variety of uh, LGB laser-guided bombs. Mark 80 Unguided General Purpose Bombs. You can get a Rock I-2 Cluster Bomb or a Mark 20 CBU Cluster Bomb. That's all the F-18. Let's get to the F-15 now. It doesn't say here, but the F-18 can carry AIM-7s as well. So the F-15 gets Vulcan mission-specific armaments, which are not necessary, but they would uh, be good. So AIM-7Fs or M-Sparrows, which are medium-range. You got uh, their SAR missiles. AIM-9Ls or Mikes, so the F-18 actually has better missiles. AIM-120, medium-ranged I'm sorry, that's, that's like, AIM-7s are medium-ranged. AIM-120s are 50-mile missiles. Do you get this? I mean, they're the Air Force Phoenix. Uh, for context, the Phoenix was the F-14s. It was the first active homing missile where you didn't have to hold a lock onto a target to make sure the missile impacts. So the AIM-120 is a version of that that the Air Force uses because only the F-14 could carry the Phoenix. So it, it can also carry any air-to-ground weapon in the Air Force inventory, including both nuclear and conventional. Some of those might include laser-guided bombs, so GBU-24s, guided munitions, unguided slash drop slash dumb bombs, and Maverick missiles, and all that up to 23,000 pounds. I think they got lazy when writing that. So we, we got to talk about the history of these now, because I, I, I hate myself. Why do I do this to myself? But basically, we all know the F-16 Viper. I've explained this before, actually. So basically, they wanted a cheaper version of the F-15, and so they, they, they told... Uh, they told uh, General Electric, the Air Force gave General Electric the contract with the YF-16. The Navy came back with the YF-17 and was like, hey, this is actually good for what we need. We'll take it. And then became the F-18. So then it went on. The Alpha and the uh, Bravo variants of the Hornet went through. And then you go in, Charlie Hornets, boom. Like... And then they, boom, like they just, day one of Desert Storm actually is when the F-18 proved its main selling point. It could uh, switch between air to ground and air to air with the switch of a button. 
aka master arm switch off and on i believe they were i want to i, I want to say they were uh, mig 21s that started uh, threatening them yeah mig 21s cuz two heaters popped them him and his wingman but then they announced the super hornet was to come out and so now it's like much bigger badder and it's just the big the bad the ugly <laughs> That's the whole line of uh, fourth gen fighters for you. Basically, the F-18 is um, unfortunately getting replaced by the F-35. I will talk my opinions about that later because I'm, I'm like not really in the mood to get screamed at by all the F-35 fanboys out there. But basically, then we go to the F-15. Vietnam happens. It's a disaster in the air picture a bunch of uh mig-21s so they're tiny they're extremely maneuverable because they got delta wing what they wanted was a plane that could beat that told mcdonald douglas do something that's not what they said but that's basically what they said they had a whole freak out because the mig-25 looked like the f-15 they were designing so they made it even faster and then in air service um the mig-21 could outturn it but the f-15 could turn pretty close to its stern radius and it would hold its energy that's the selling point because the mig-21 would bleed its energy almost instantly but against the phantom you barely have to pull back on the stick in a mig-21 so that 15 starts tearing through mig-21s this is one of the only aircraft with an undefeated air-to-air -air record of actual planes not balloons ufos like any of those. And then they uh, they came out with the F-15 Eagle air superiority fighter. And then they were like, huh, let's give it another seat. So they made the F-15B and D. And they were like, huh, what if we make it a, a air-to-ground platform? So they threw bombs on it, called it the F-15E, shipped it off to Iran. And then, then now, more modern, they're like, hey... Remember that if, remember that plan of port, put more bomb, more boom, more good wins? Let's do that again and make the F-15EX. That's inside logic. That's a very classified information right there, actually. They didn't like. I'm not biased. I love the F-15 and the F-18. Um, probably love the F-18 more, but I still love the F-15. I'm going to be honest, these statistics aren't doing the F-18 any good. Yeah, so what? The F-15 can carry bombs and every, any weapon in the Air Force industry. Can it carry 12 air-to-air -air missiles? No, it can only carry 10. Yeah, 10. But I mean, that's 12 air-to-air -air missiles and you still have two pylons for whatever. The F-18 definitely has some uh, good selling points that uh, were not highlighted in this article. And they also made the EA-18G, which is the Growler. So the EA-18 is the electronic warfare. They took an F-18D originally, and then they made the uh, EA-18G. It basically replaced EA-6s and the uh, the whole, just the whole Navy. But yeah, it was uh, the Block Two production model. So is a uh, Seed. Suppression of enemy air defenses has been apparently a concern since World War Zero. 
since the advent of military aviation okay never mind it says a long concern for any war planner it's like sun Tzu's over here like mm, air defenses they're gonna shoot down our birds oh no yeah engage incoming formations of enemy aircraft yeah missile was at the forefront of defensive networks yeah this is all right so basically what happens is what they really do up there is they get in the they get in there they take their little lasing stick they select a radar signature from the highly advanced RWR that's extremely classified you, we don't even know what type of RWR it technically is and you find a target pinpoint that and suddenly you blast a crap ton of noise at that radar like you thought you thought the 16 year old at your neighbor's house partying all night was loud think again if humans could hear this they would want to die because <laughs> it's so loud I mean it's it's designed to do that because it goes on the uh, radar frequencies I say sound it technically does sound as well but it's more light it uses some sort of UV spectrum stuff which is light spectrum but it also will overflow communications uh, with uh, that use sound but anyways EA1, EA2, yeah yeah this is all checks out so I mean F-15 definitely is the flight performance um, I don't know why the article thought it was being cool making it uh, being like any air to ground weapon including both nuclear and it is nuclear and bold and conventional weapons when it's like B-61 nuclear dumb bomb F-18E Interestanto. Did they must have gotten this info from two different articles because they carry about the same stuff, but then it's like one 20 millimeter M61A1 20 millimeter internally Gatling gun. You've said 20 millimeter like 12 times. Style cannon. Versus the F18, which is the exact same gun. One 20 millimeter M6A1 Vulcan. Gatling style internal automatic cannon that is the same gun. Just cross check your information. And they're like, so they think they're so cool with being specific with the uh, AIM 9Ls and mics. I can carry AIM 9Ls and mics as well. I can carry AIM 9Xs. Yeah, they, they this article is like, <sighs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> like, they did. They didn't even include the fact that the F-18 carries sparrows. Amazing. And also, I I do not think I would see in the F-15 with like a because no, it cannot carry any air-to-ground weapon in the Air Force industry or inventory because they have bombs. That they drop out of B-52s. And it's about as big as the F-15's fuselage. And you can't just mount two of those. Because if you drop one. Suddenly you're in a flat spin. 
because thrust to weight ratios and uh center gravity and all that. Yeah, no, this this article was uh I mean the beginning they got it right. And then max takeoff weight. Yeah, makes sense. Performance makes sense. Range six hundred and eighty miles, two thousand four hundred and twenty three. Alright, hold on, I'm gonna just look this up real quick, because there is no way that is, like, actually accurate. Alright, the F-18 has a range of 2,069 miles. Let's see, range, 1,000 miles, or nautical miles. Yeah, no, this is, uh, yeah, no, that's, I'm getting varying information right here. 500 miles. Well, that's talking about a bomb. Yeah, two, okay, 2,069 nautical miles is with F, like triple bubble. So, now if I look that up, the range of an F-15E, not miles per hour, Let's see here, uh, where is it, uh, dude, there's just no, dude, where's the range, okay, 2,400 miles, yeah, yeah, something was not right, that was with a double bubble, yeah, no, something's not right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was, uh, yeah, always fact check kids, that's why, because that would have been, uh, and I mean, we're, we're ripping on the, uh, F-15, they're capable aircraft, they do what they're supposed to, and they can do it effectively, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes, anyways, on that note, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Turnip Talk Show, I'm Turnip, see ya.